it's like every day. I'm just, I, I just stare at myself on the screen. Welcome to episode 37 of But Enough About Us. Alrighty, what are we doing today? Cameras on, cameras off. No, I'm going to, you know, actually, weirdly enough, I just stare at myself the whole time. <laughs> it's like I'm in the room by myself. It's like in the room by myself. Well, I mean, I think realistically, most people in a Zoom chat just stare at themselves. Of course really? they do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> they're curious about how they look. They're like, do I look okay? Yeah. Is it all right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I really need to have filler done here. And if I could, you did it, you did it before. You're like, I really have to have oh my, my bangs God. cut. <laughs> I, I, my hair's getting cut next week. It's driving me nuts. I, I That's how I know, by the way. I don't know how guys decide when they know they need their haircut. When I've trimmed my own bangs twice and then they get long again, it's time for a haircut. That's how I know. Evan, how do you decide whether you're going to get your when you get your haircut? Decide. I am on a strict every four week schedule, and I am scheduled months out. So I, that's how I decide. That's adorable. Oh, so you go to a stylist? Wait, where do you uh, go? I go to Great Clips. Come on. Oh, do you? Super simple. Every two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Can you even schedule it? You you just walk in. Uh, you can schedule the day of on. You know, you can check in on your app. And uh, which I do religiously. And uh, I have my punch cart. So every eighth haircut's free. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, I get, I, I, so here, I'm the old man. We're going to go right back to the old man. I use coupons. They send me a coupon in the mail. Yes, they do. I'm going to start saving my great cuts coupons for you because they come like that Val, that Val pack mailer that nobody even opens. That's full of coupons. Nobody yeah, wants. Yeah, save them. Totally for like, save them. For like glass block for your basement or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I use one of those coupons. Did you? There's usually yes, like a for there's the glass usually, block. Did you? Oh my yes. God, that's the best. Usually they have a great clips in there every, almost every time. So Well, you save, save that and I'll save the gutter. I'll save the gutter guard one for Evan. Cause obviously he's on the home maintenance kick right. and, and uh, we'll, we'll all go. And then also for your tree trimming, which, and oh, black topping will be coming up in the spring. So yeah, there's, always like, there's always like a pizza one from someplace you would never, ever think of buying pizza. Right. Speaking of pizza, yeah. I, this is what is your favorite pizza place? Like you, you have a pizza place you go to, right. You, you and you, you, do you ever veer off and try different pizza places? We have two. So I can't even eat pizza anymore from a pizzeria, but um, we have two in this house we go to. And it's interesting because even though they are both franchises, mm-hmm. we know which location we prefer over others. So well, both true. of them are franchises and one of them, uh, one of each, we're like, I like this location for this one and that location for the other one. Mm-hmm. How about you? So so I've been in the car driving around and my, my kids will go, well, what about that place? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're, this is not time for experimenting. Right. <laughs> when, we, when we order pizza, we order pizza. Now, I'm also a bit of a pizza snob, but I'm actually, it's it's actually the reverse scenario. I actually like cheaper pizza than more expensive pizza. Interesting. I find, I find that the more stuff you put on it, it actually hides the quality of the, of the dough the, and the cheese and the sauce, which really pizza to me is pizza. Anytime you put more stuff on it, then all of a sudden it just under the guise of gourmet or better for you. By the way, it's no better for you because you shove uh, vegetables on it. It's like you a, can have your vegetables on the side. It's still a cholesterol <laughs> sandwich. It's, right? still, it's still what it is. Yeah. And I, I enjoy it in its purest state. Okay. Yeah. 
Hey, today we have a special guest with us, Evan. Welcome. He has been on the show before. I feel like I should be giving a bio of Evan saying, Evan has worked in the copy yeah. editing industry for a billion years and he knows everything about everything. Welcome. Yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you. Thanks for having <laughs> me again. And, he, and he's a big fan of the Oxford comma. Hey, don't you touch my Oxford comma. I am. I love the Oxford comma. Okay. I, I, I'm telling we, you. Are we all Oxford comma fans here? Can we just- Of course. Evan? Actually, not so much. I, given how much punctuation we actually use, I'm like, do we need the extra comma all the time? Maybe not. So not we, all we... the time, but yeah. Are, are you concerned that we're using too much ink by adding the extra comma or? <laughs> I guess I'm used to deleting a lot when there are too many commas in copy. Speaking of commas, my 12th grade English teacher, Marv Parker. I don't even know if Marv is still around. He's Shout out to Marv. Hey, Marv. Shout out to Marv. He was the best. He used to say, don't go kamikaze crazy, right? For people who would just throw commas in wherever, sporadically. Basically, wherever. basically, basically close the thought with a period and move on to the next sentence. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. just take it out and have the sentence flow. Instead, yeah. some people will just put them in where they feel like there's a pause, but there's no real grammatical reason for it. So, so speaking, we, we all we all of a sudden got onto the we got onto the uh, the punctuation thing. It brings to mind a, a, a high school memory. Yeah, I had a I had a high school literature teacher who, when teachers would hand back papers back when there was paper back in our day when no, nobody, we weren't actually submitting it, you know, submitting an email with a, a Word document attached to it. Um, how would your teachers, how would your teachers give you your papers back? Hmm. Like they would put, would they put them on there? Would they, would they, you know, they would kind of walk around from, from desk to desk and they would, would they hand them to you with the writing up so that everybody could see the grade or would they, would they put them face down on the, on the desk? I had a, I had a, I had a guy who would fold them in half. Oh, that was thoughtful. so you couldn't, so you couldn't see it. But on the top, on, on the top, he would write in big red whatever the grade was. Yeah. So you could see you you got the, you kind of got a glimpse of what other people's grades were, but you didn't you know you didn't really kind of you did you couldn't see that there was anything on the inside. Now that I you remember, say that, yeah, I think a lot of yeah. them would hand it to you sort of face down. Face it, down. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you kind of coyly kind of like. Alone. Like you were like you were playing Texas Hold'em. You're like, mm, right. You do. really want to see this? You do a little. <laughs> okay. Then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did perfect on that test. <laughs> yeah. On that. On that, on that Got a great grade. Yeah. Haven't high school. Me high school memories. I tell you, they they they. As I get older, I I remember them, and I think that time went like that. It did. I remember back in elementary school in fourth grade, I would help the teacher grade the spelling test oh, because you were I that. was a spelling whiz. You forgot our so home. what a power trip for a fourth grader. Like I helped grade the spelling test. That's awesome. Um, yeah. You were the guy we hated, Evan. I know. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that right out loud. We were like, Mrs. Swanson, you forgot to collect our homework, right? <laughs> You would do that? No, I'm saying it was probably Evan and oh. I was the kid saying, oh my God, I haven't done my homework. Please stop. I can remember that when Marv Parker handed back some sort of essay, he was going to hand mine back to me. Uh, his cat had vomited on mine. He had all the papers spread out on his dining room table, correcting them. And his cat, mm -hmm. I guess, liked to hang out where he was. Hairball happened apparently. And did you, by default, did you get an A? Mine got the that. worst of it. I should have gotten an A, but I was like, you can keep that one. Just tell me what I got. I don't remember what I got. 
<laughs> but you, he didn't give you an A for the vomit? I mean, uh, come on. You know, you think he should have. Is he the one teacher that made the most indelible impression? He, yeah, he was the one that made me want to pursue English. He was the kind of guy who you could joke around with and he would frequently make mistakes on the blackboard. And being the sassy jerk I was, I would make snarky comments. And he turned around one day and launched the chalk at my head. Oh. <laughs> But, you know, in fun, it wasn't. So he wasn't fired after that and, and take, taken to task like the, the the teacher, I think, in Indiana or whatever, that slapped the kid in the hallway. <gasps> no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he was a big teacher and it was, wasn't a big kid. Oh, geez. He smacked That's him and his head, his head hit the, yeah, oh. they, yeah, it was, it was a shame. But we used to have that. I mean, look, our teachers, I remember a gym teacher grabbing a kid, basically wrapping him up against the wall and being like, not in my class, kid. Oh, wow. And that straightened everybody out. But this teacher went a little bit beyond yeah. the. Yeah. Beyond, yeah. Beyond I mean, it. they shouldn't be hitting him. That's all there is to that. Well, there also were no cameras in our hallways any, when, I, when I grew up. Now there's a camera yeah. in every hallway. Oh, yeah. I just saw a video of a teenager behind the counter and some little kid came up and chucked his drink at her and then chucked the cup at her. And then he jumped up on the countertop in a tirade. This kid a little kid? This kid was maybe 10. Mm, that kid wouldn't have reached his 11th birthday well, if he was living in my house. <laughs> so you see an adult come up and I don't think it was the kid's parent. An adult came up, grabbed this kid by the shirt and dragged him off the counter. The look on this kid's face when he saw this arm coming for him. <laughs> really Where do I find that? Can you send me that link? I'm that's, look I think that's worth, I think that's worth it looking satisfying at. satisfying to see. Yeah. This poor, I felt so bad for this girl being. But here again, you can't blame the kid. You have to blame the parents. Absolutely. You, ha you, you have to say. That child was not raised to communicate properly, <clears throat> to interact properly, and definitely with zero respect, right? Yeah, empathy or, or 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 sympathy for anybody. That's the key. Yeah. Can you? So you? It seems like you guys remember like the names of your your teachers through the totally. years. Totally. I can't. I can't remember anybody's name. Really. I, mean, I remember their names. I don't, the, the thing about handing back the tests, I guess maybe I remember the flipped over thing, but that it's very vague, but I remember almost all their names, I would say. Yeah. I ran into a teacher a while back ago and I struggled with her name. I was cycling, go figure. I think I told, did I tell you about this? I was cycling on the canal no. path and I, I passed two women who were walking. And for whatever reason, this one woman looked like my old math teacher. Her name happened to be Mrs. Arnett. And uh, Mrs. Arnett was like, maybe 5'1 and maybe maybe 95 pounds. I mean, could hide behind a telephone pole. I mean, so, and I hadn't seen Mrs. Arnett in, since I graduated from high school. So, you know, it's, it's winter time. Everybody's got heavy coats on. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, and I, and I looked and I went, dang, that looks like Mrs. Arnett, but it doesn't look like Mrs. Arnett I remember. So I cycled about a half a mile, three quarters of a mile up the trail with my friend. And then we stopped and we were chatting and she and this, her, whoever's accompanying her was caught up and he left and I turned and I was like, I'm so sorry. I said, I think I know you. Did you, did you teach math? And she said, yeah. I go, Mrs. Arnett. And she goes, yep. And we looked at each other and we kind of knew each other, but we, you know, obviously it had been many, many years from yeah. Other than her, I can't remember. Well, I can remember one other person, the guy, the, the, my fifth grade teacher who got me into photography. Mr. Niagara. Oh, yeah, see? That's it. And Other so, than that, nobody else. And he was and I hated math. And I hated math. <laughs> it's probably why you remember. Is now is the photography teacher the one who had the lasting impression on you? Obviously, because you remember his name. He did, yes. He was my first male teacher. Yeah. So we're talking about 1977. Mm -hmm. There weren't a lot of male teachers. He helped us build a dark room in janitor's 
closet. No way. That's awesome. It was cool with the little red light and the whole thing. And we borrowed the camera that had the big thick strap around our neck. And we would wear that like a badge. Like Evan was doing his, uh, you know, fourth yeah. grade belling practice. Uh, uh -huh. We were doing pictures for the yearbook. They would, we would come in and we were treated like royalty because we were the photo. So Evan was correcting papers. You were taking photos and I was putting shoe polish on toilet seats. I mean, you were what? Somehow I feel like the two of you both had a more productive. Did you really? Did you really do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever do the cellophane one where you put the cellophane um, over? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it has to go you. under the seat and over the Yeah, bowl. under the seat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when somebody sits down, it's boom. Yeah, and smoke bombs and lockers. That was my favorite. Because nobody suspected a couple of girls. They all thought Boy, it they... was the one troublemaker guy in our grade. So you guys, So who taught you that? Who taught me that? Yeah, the smoke bombs and the... Uh, nobody taught me that. It just, <laughs> it just, seemed, like it just, be, just seemed like it'd be fun. <laughs> I don't know. And everybody's heard of the toilet seat thing. Oh, you just hear about pranks. Anyway, did you both take a foreign language? Spanish. Spanish Deutsch. Oh, yeah, mustn't Deutsch sprechen. Yeah. Nice. Is that where you learned to speak German or you said you lived when there I was for in, a little bit? When I was in Germany. Yeah. When I lived in Germany, uh, between the ages of 12 and 16, you had to take it. Yeah. It was a mandatory class. And then when I moved back, I took it for a year in high school. I don't know, being from the six, for us, it was just Spanish or French. And there you go. Did either of you go on like a trip, a language trip to somewhere where you could actually speak no, the language no that was never even a thought i i didn't because the you know there's only two german classes in the whole you yeah know, the whole school it was it was a bit like you said it was a bit of an anomaly obviously i think the spanish class and the french class did go somewhere oh okay but yeah did your high school go to like washington dc and the, the, oh like we did that as a senior trip, trip yeah but we had language club trips i don't know like where the spanish club went but we uh, went to quebec city with the french club Oh, that's right. I think they, yeah. Because it's drivable. We went to Montreal or something. Yeah. I Actually, we did both. We did Montreal and Quebec City. And it was a fantastic trip. I remember a couple of things about that trip. In French, yes is we. Oui. I think a lot of people know. O-U-I. And then no is N-O-N, which sounds just like our no. But I remember we were staying at this hotel and we were allowed to go and explore the city. And so we were walking around and we got lost. We couldn't find our way back to our hotel. And we were trying to ask people with our very, very limited knowledge of the French language, how the heck to get back to the hotel. We were saying it wrong. We were saying like an American hotel name that sounded vaguely like this hotel, which wasn't helping us at all. And um, we would, we'd be saying, oh, we know, like we understand, but it sounded like we were saying, yes, no, yes, no in French. So we were really not doing ourselves. Let's just put it this way. Maybe we should have studied the language a little bit longer before we were set loose to run around in a city where back then, really, I don't feel like a lot of people were speaking English. Whereas now I think you find that's maybe a little more common. I, I mean, or they I were just, or they were just playing with you. They or they probably, were just like, these I, I, little American people, we would tease them. We would crush them like the little people they are. I do remember and, in Montreal, just even as a teen, I'm like, these these people are totally taking us for every cent they can get out of us, you know, charging us for you know, they everything like, right down you know, to the they spoon don't... for your ice cream. Yeah. So, you know, they don't, so you know that Quebec is, is kind of the sore thumb of Canada, <gasps> right? 
No, is it? Oh, see, all right. What? Well, tell me you about that. You didn't realize it? Oh, yeah. Well, they Dude, wanted it's to beautiful secede. there. I'll go they to the surf any day. They wanted to secede from from Canada. From from they wanted to become their own country for years. Oh, all right. But they want to become their own country, but they want the benefits of the governmental money and the yeah. the, the the country money from everybody else. Okay. So so you'll notice that, and it's a bit of a double standard with them. So they, the air, all packaging and everything in Canada that is, has to be dual language, yet only one of the provinces, Quebec, of the 10 provinces is, speaks French, right? So the other nine provinces and, ter- and other ter- three other territories are completely English speaking. So when you drive, so you drive out of, in this case, Ontario, which is the closest province to us, into into Quebec, there are no more English signs. Now, in the other provinces, they have dual, the oh, signs are dual language. Yeah. But then a sec, the second you go into Quebec, it's all French. Hmm. It's almost like they're like, eh, we don't care about you. You and your silly French classes, <laughs> we don't care you if you speak the French. We will poison you. We will send you back with bad croissants. <laughs> I'm telling you, those they, they do not, and and so there's they don't they don't like, and the, the best part is the real French don't yeah. consider the French Canadian people to be French at all. Yeah, that's interesting. So I ran into I, I ran into a French person in Rochester, and we were like, and they were like, and somebody said, "Oh, I'm from I'm from uh, French Canada and in Quebec," and she, and she looked at me and went, "That's not French." <laughs> okay, but let's let's put that in in context though. I think people from France have the reputation for being a little bit snooty and by a little bit, I mean a lot. And, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I can see how they would think maybe that's like French light. In it, Well, it is, but the French yeah. Canadian people think that they, that they have the same kind of status. So that's there's okay. A, and that's okay. I still love is it. Really? I still love uh, it. Yeah. yeah. I no, I, th- I think it's funny. I just think it's funny that there's a bit of a double standard. Look, yeah. I, I fl- I've, flown, I've flown out of the Montreal airport. You'll walk up to somebody and, and start to speak English to them. And you know, they speak English yet they're going to kind of pretend that they don't for a oh, bit. Yeah. And then it's like, they almost want you to throw up your hands and run away and like, like, okay. And then they're like, ah, I do not have to worry about the word speaking to those people. Again. I know. Yeah. I think it depends. Not- I, I think it depends. I mean, I've, I've been in the Netherlands where everybody was, the young folks were dying to try out their English on us. And then you, yeah. you'll, you'll get a stinker anywhere. We got a stinker who told us uh, the wrong side of the tracks to wait for our train. And we figured it out when we got over there, like this dude just totally gave us bum directions because he hated us because we we're American, but eh, you're going to get those people anywhere. I don't know. Uh, I have a friend. Okay. So another foreign language class memory is a friend of mine was taking college level Spanish and she was struggling with it. And I remember she came and told me, oh my gosh, today we had to get up and tell everybody a sentence about ourselves. And she got up there and struggled her way through hers and got to the end. And then the teacher informed her, she had essentially just told everyone, I like to lick myself. Um, you know, sometimes we think we're absorbing the material and maybe not quite right. It's scary that you can be a word or two off or maybe a couple letters off on a word and come out with something that is not at all what you intended. One of the sort of famous Spanish words that is easy for an American or a non-Spanish speaker to mix up is 
the word embarazada, which people, you know, a lot of people think they can just add a couple letters on the end and make a, an, an English word to be Spanish. But when you, <laughs> someone says they're embarazada, it means you are pregnant, not embarrassed. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I can see how that would be easily misconstrued. And the other Spanish class story that I wanted to share is from, from high school, and it's also food-related. Our teacher was pretty laissez-faire about things, and basically he would say, you know, if you guys want to have a party, go ahead and plan it, like, whenever. So we would have parties fairly frequently in Spanish class, and pretty basic, but I wanted to elevate it a little bit as I always do. And so I was like, well, what about drinks? Like what if, how can we have some sort of like themed drinks? And so I became the bartender. I see you brought in your little martini mixer. (laughs) Well, I would get the Bacardi frozen pina colada and margarita. Yeah. But the kicker was that I would bring on the school bus, my parents' blender, which we're talking like (laughs) chrome glass 1967 wedding gift heavy yeah Yeah. and glass on the bus which probably wasn't wouldn't have been great so I would drag that into school we would put the frozen drink mixes in the teacher's freezer along with some ice and then when it came time for class I would have the blender in the corner and I would be mixing up those virgin cocktails oh my god that's a riot with you you know you've got the citrus peel garnish and the little bartender apron on. I can see the whole thing. And the noise of that old blender that I dragged (laughs) in every time. I'm sure all the adjoining classrooms were just delighted. (laughs) What is that sound? Right. The principal didn't even come running saying, who's making margaritas in here? That's hilarious. Thankfully, the admin was on the other side of the building. So (laughs) I guess they... I don't know how many noticed, but back then when you're in high school, like, and having never had a drink, I, I thought that was like the height of sophistication, basically. Oh, like. yeah, <laughs> of course. So I have a question for the, the, the two copy editors in the room, because I'm not that person. Has, have you ever caught somebody using a word that they misintended to use? much like that, even in the English language. Yes. Or used a word like, what is the real common one where people say, it's like, oh, what's the big double negative word? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Oh, this Uh, should be a whole episode. I think this (laughs) might need to be an episode. Oh yeah, there are so many of those. I know which one you mean. I was just watching a movie Uh, where the guy, the guy says the word and and they're all like, that's not what that means. It's not a word. (laughs) Well, no, they'll, they'll add um, like a prefix to it and it's, it's not a word. I there, There's one that this is so dull for anybody else in the whole world, but another copy editor, but I have run into a lot of people who will say, use the word continuously when what they really mean is continually. So continuously is it doesn't ever stop and continually means happens frequently. Right. So, I mean, things like that, but I know which one you mean, and I'm going to think of it in the middle of the night. I can't think of it either. Right it'll now. not be helpful oh. for this podcast whatsoever. So if um, you're over 50 years old and you realize that you can't remember everything all the time, well, welcome to our podcast. Right. <laughs> right. It's the forgetful podcast. I, I'm trying to think of what it is and it's a com. it's so, it's such a common one. Irregardless. Is that uh, it? It's yes, not- that's exactly it. Damn. And I was just going to, and I was just going to say that, yes. Regardless of whether you use irregardless <laughs> or not, I'm literally. Oh. <laughs> I hate, by the way, I hate when people say it's literally happening. And I'm like, no, it's not literally happening. <laughs> I 
mean, if it's so, actually happening, it's literally happening. Yeah, but they're not using it in that. <laughs> yeah, but if, you know, it's a maybe or something. Yeah, no. Oh, that's, yeah. I've been watching a lot of, I watch car reviews on YouTube. And one of the words that I hear all the time that is just kind of becomes just a junk word is actually like they don't need to say actually for every remark you make like actually this actually that like no just say it because saying the word actually detracts from what you're trying to say it's redundant right um i even i commented on to one of the youtubers about you may want to challenge i'm sure they love this you may want to challenge yourself to to you know having taken a public speaking class in high school i am an expert so you may want to challenge yourself to get rid of those extra actuallys from that you speak all the time well that's the thing so listen every time i edit this podcast i go back and i say wow i say that word a lot or good Lord, how many ums do I need to cut out here? You know, so I think people have crutch words that they don't even realize they're saying. So you have just done him a great service by bringing that I'm to sure his attention. I'm sure he's thanking me right now. <laughs> um, Let's see. I, have to, I have to interject for just a second and thank Glenna for taking all the ums out of my <laughs> comments because I know I'm the big offender I'm make here. a compilation. Um, 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 yeah. um, um. That public speaking class was one of those things where, you know, we had to get the ums out of our speeches. It's and hard. one of the other funny things I remember was a classmate who was on the football team and got up in front of the class and would give his speeches with like a football stance with like his, his legs are really wide, like he's ready to like, you know, take on someone. <laughs> yeah. And the teacher was like, okay, that's not how one stands to give a speech. Right. So, yes. Bring those feet a little closer together because this is a speech and not the football field. I have a wide stance. Well, we should probably wrap it up. Evan, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of But Enough About Us. Dear listener, thank you for joining us yet again for episode 37 of the podcast. We hope you'll join us for episode 38. And don't forget, we are on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at But Enough About Us. And if you want to send us an email, here's how you do it. Now, we're going to try and make this even simpler. It's But Enough About Us at gmail.com. But Enough About Us at gmail.com. Please write us, tell us. Explain to us, and we'll share your deepest, darkest secrets on our podcast. You know, um, 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 um